This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happening 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final for the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right, the back. How the devil are we all? Yes, uh, it's Tuesday night, and you may or may not have seen it at the beginning, but uh, it's a sloppy seconds night. I know what you're asking. What is a sloppy... No good shaking your head, Michael. I can see you. What is a sloppy seconds night? Basically, it's a two-show... Two, two, twice a night. Twice a night. Two shows in one night. My ex-wife used to say I could never do it. Oh, if only she knew. If only she knew. 
anyway, there's no football this weekend. Well, when I say there's no football, there's an England meaningless friendly. Um, I think we're playing the Ivory Coast on Tuesday in Switzerland on the weekend. Um, I'll tell you one thing. If, you, if you're a betting person, put a bet Put a bet on Harry Kane starting against the Ivory Coast because he'll fancy probably three or four goals and, of course, he'll get them there. Get yourself a beer. Put your slippers on, pull up, and let's have a bit of a chat. We're going to be looking at the lower—I say the lower leagues—that's a little bit dismeaning, actually. Um, we're going to be looking at League One and League Two and see how they're doing and, and what is happening there. So, what we'll do is um, bring in well our League One and League Two expert, Michael. This is okay, <laughs> how the devil are you? Well, you say expert. Hopefully, I won't be expert on League Two next season. But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for for getting me involved. Um, you know, pleasure to to be on your yeah. show again. It's and nice to have you on because your football knowledge of these sort of divisions, obviously, second to none. You, you know, I, I don't know any of the teams, and no disrespect to them. You know, I don't I don't follow them. But in fairness, I mean, League One and League Two, because your to say other team. Is in League Two, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man United is like your hobby team. Yeah, <laughs> Newport Town obviously is is your main team. Uh, living over there, but League One and League Two, they're not your only areas of expertise, are they? Dick Paradise or Rod Fanny? <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Rod Fanny. He used to play for Marseille. Oh, yeah. You know your Fanny. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, can I just say, I'm so glad that you, the Dick Paradise wasn't the correct answer when you chose that one. <laughs> so, you know, you're, anyway, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll move on from there. A classic young man, a classic. Your yeah. modesty, your modesty is. Un, un, knows no bounds, sir. Knows no bounds. Chris, I think you know. I think you know this guy as well. Here, Mike. Chris. Uh, evening, Chris. How the devil are you, sir? Um, Mike, to show his bias towards Newport. No, no bias. I mean, to be honest with you, at least his team will get a mention. I think is it Carlisle, sort of the sort of mid-table nothingness. Well, uh, I, I bet that they they were in a relegation. Uh, scrap a few months ago until they um, brought in their new manager. They they were struggling. I have to be honest with you. I when when I when I lived up uh, up north in northwest, uh, one of my mates was a, a Carlisle fan. So uh, yes, uh, no longer, <laughs> no longer, shall we say? Um, and of course, that's where Nigel Pearson. I think started his managerial career. Yeah. He, he broke his managerial teeth on the world famous Jimmy Glass. Last minute, save the club type of shots. But again, uh, it was a, it was an amazing game. But uh, I tell you what surprised me, looking down as we do at these these divisions, is the number of teams that are new that that haven't been in the football league that long. I mean, yeah, you would look there and you say, uh, you know, your Orients, you, you, you know, your Newports, your, your Colchester's. But then there's a lot of teams that 
have you know haven't been around for well have they haven't been around the top leagues for that long but let's let's start and look at the um the, the bottom of league two we'll start at the bottom and work our way up never heard that before I don't know. I'm, well, <laughs> let's not worry about that. Neither disagree or agree, Chris. <laughs> you evoke your Second Amendment or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something along those lines, yeah. So this is how it's looking. I mean, we're, we're literally three quarters of the way through most um, most games here with uh, um, in, in the divisions. But this is the bottom of League Two, Skybet League Two. And to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know, for me, just looking at that, it looks like goodbye Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe were, were awful last season. I think they were one of the main teams that really struggled due, with the, uh, due to the pandemic. They, you know, they had no fans last season like nobody did and, and it really affected them. This yeah. season, they've not recruited well. The Chris will tell you that the team is, is, is in a real mess and I think, well, they are going to go down. I think when they do go down, I, I I could see them potentially even going down again. They they yeah. they do seem like they're in a right mess. Not just I mean, twenty four points after like you said, three quarters of three quarters of the season pretty much done. Yeah, it, it is looking really bleak for them at the moment. Um, they they as soon as the season started, I, I predicted they would be down there. Um, I thought maybe having the fans back would would give them that boost, but yeah. They, they're, they're done for me. They, they are gone, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, they're one of those teams that you, you kind of, you know, for, for me, I kind of know, because I say when you, when you do look at the, the tables and sometimes you look out of interest, they've always been there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have been there pretty much all the season. Um, and, and like Chris says, it's not just on the field. They've had, you know, um, clubbish, uh, club, you know, problems. The fans are, are, you know, fighting against each other. Um, and it's one of those situations where you just need to put your differences aside and focus on, you know, the sort of good for your club. And and look, yeah. if, they, if they did have um, a sort of reunited fan base, I think maybe they could have done a lot better this season. But they're a, they're a tough team to play against now. I know they're rock bottom, but I think a lot of teams that will play them, whether you know it's towards the bottom or the the top of League Two, are going to struggle against them because they're just they know they're down. They're just yeah. fighting wide now, which that is a tough uh, situation to be in for an opposing team that comes up against them. I think as well, once a club is down, and we see this in the, in the Premier League, you know, once a club is relegated and the pressure's off, they actually play a lot better. You know, yeah, yeah, um, and it, like I said, it's going to be really difficult when a team plays Scunthorpe. Thankfully, we don't have to play them because I know obviously a, a lot of Newport fans are looking at the top of the league and and excuse me, some of the teams that we've got to to play, we've got to play loads of the teams uh, in and around us, which I'll, I'll mention later on. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've not got to play Scunthorpe because, like you said, once you're down, you're just fighting for you're fighting for next season, really, aren't you? Yeah, fighting yeah. for the contract. And I think the pressure's off and you can kind of, you know, enjoy the game. And if you enjoy the game, you play it a bit better. Anthony, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Um, Arsenal fan there. And and, and I have to say, please, please don't take this personally, James. But good evening. Hope you are well. Being an Everton fan, he's obviously, you know, coming on to sort of check where he might be playing in a few years. (laughs) 
Sorry, yeah. James. Sorry. I was, I was say, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing this in a couple of years and we can get you on, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting it from both sides here, James. Uh, Scunthorpe are a complete mess. They look at they, they they appear to be. I mean, I mean, minus 42 goals. I mean, that's that's a couple of worth a couple of points to the opposition, isn't it? Yeah, and when, and when you look at that, they've only scored 26 this season in 38 right. games wow. to only have scored 26 goals. Um, and, and funny enough, I'm, and obviously they're, they're massively safe, but you look at the other end of the spectrum and Leighton Orient, who are only you know a couple of wins you know from other teams away yeah. from going down, and they've got a plus eight. So yes. you know the, the league is um, so exciting, and this is why you know League One and League Two, you know fans love these divisions because you can get one end of Leighton Orient, you know, 18 plus eight, and then you've got rock bottom minus 42, you know, it's a 40 goal difference swing there, isn't it? So yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Scumpup are done completely done. I think they were yeah. done a few months ago to be true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Chris said earlier, uh, and I don't remember this, I've got to be honest with you, but he said Scunthorpe used to win the championship. What I do remember though is Oldham being in the Premier League. Um, or was it yeah. the first division? Was it the first they, division then or the Premier League? I'm not uh, sure. they've been there, I think oh, it wow. may have been the first division. Yeah, yeah, they were in the top flight anyway, and you look at them now, and it. it I, I feel like I haven't spent sort of 20 years of my life in the Northwest. You kind of know how, the, how some of these clubs are, are struggling and they struggle for supporters. And of course, that's the be all and end all. And like I say, even not, you know, having fans in because of the COVID is going to be. Um, oh, oh, James, you said it used to be the Premier League. Joe Royal was manager. Indeed, oh, he was. Is. Yeah. Was it, I think that was pre, pre and being at Everton, wasn't it? Um, and there's so many clubs in that greater Manchester area. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you know, you because of the way that football is now, and it's 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 not their fault, but Man City and Man United are so big that these smaller clubs do struggle, you know. And yeah, yeah. for them, like I say, from where they were to where they are now, but they've still got a chance of staying up. Yeah, Oldham are playing tonight as well. Um, they've got ninth place Sutton in their game in hand. So if they win that, I know Sutton are, are up there, but if they were to beat Sutton at home, they would um, then go above Stevenage and pull Stevenage into in, into the bottom into bottom two. So yeah, I know obviously um, you know it's it's a difficult situation when you've got games in hand. I know everyone says it, and it's cliche. You'd rather have points on the board, but when you've got the opportunity, they're at home tonight and. Um, and to go above Stevenage will be massive. But yeah, I do agree with you. When you've got you know Man City, Man United, and then even teams in this league and and in around like Rochdale, um, you know, and teams like that, um, it is hard. And Barry, when when they were in there yeah. uh, in League Two and League One, you know, it's always hard to try and have um, a sort of local fan base. Um, and, and these teams do struggle when they're in built-up areas. The same as the London teams. Um, Stevenage are a victim of that, and you know, um, you know, like I said, when when Leighton Orient as well, not too far from from Arsenal and and places like that. So it's always difficult to be a, a lower league team in a sort of built up area when you've got teams like um, Newport, where Cardiff and Swansea are, are down the road, but they're not 
Premier League. They're not massive. Yeah. You know, it gives us a little bit more of a of a chance to bring in sort of localish fans. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you know we only get localish fans. We we yeah. have a, a good connection with an Argentinian Newport supporters group that come over. Uh, <laughs> That's the weirdest thing going, isn't it? Yeah. An Argentinian Newport fan base and and USA as well. So yeah, I I do agree with you in in terms of old and that it's hard to to bring fans because because why would you? I mean, when you've got Man United and Man City both playing in in like you said, Greater Manchester, you know what are you going to choose to watch? Is is pretty yes. obvious, isn't it? Yeah. And of course, they've got a manager in at the moment, um, John Sheridan, and uh, names some of us older ones will remember uh, playing uh, uh, from for talking to them. Manchester City, Leeds United, Forest. He's always sort of managed down in the lower leagues, though. Uh, he started off as, as Oldham uh, caretaker, and he's come back. But Chris is saying there they have problems with their ownership. Yeah, just to bring back on Sheridan, he used to manage us as well, um, and. Oh. and- Chris will, will back me up on this, that John Sheridan yes, is the type is. of manager that is so, I don't know what the best word to describe it, but he's so harsh on his players. He demands so much. And a lot of people and a lot of players don't sort of listen to him because they're like, oh, he's bullying us sort of thing. And I, I that sort of thing is is really coming into football now where constructive criticism is seen as bullying. Yeah. Uh, but John Sheridan... Look, they played us a, a month or so ago and it was 3-3. Um, you know, they were dead and buried at, at 2-0 to Newport. They come back, go 3-2 up and, and we have to get a, a late minute, a last minute goal to... Yeah, that's it. No nonsense. Yeah. A last minute goal to, to get a point. But they seem to keep fighting. I think they're going to stay up. And I said it to, to Chris earlier. I think Stevenage, Stevenage or Barrow um, are going to go down. But yeah, John Sheridan... Always seems to be in the league two sort of vicinity of of management, um, and I do like his style. Yes, um, Anthony is asking who will get promoted. We'll come on to that next because we're going up through up through the divisions. Um, um... I forgot to forgot to answer your, your question on the ownership. Uh, you, hmm. you know, you brought up the the Oldham ownership at the start of the season. They they looked like they were going to be in massive amount of trouble. We went there on the opening day of the season and. And I always do this when I go to to away grounds or if I can catch um, some fans of the opposition at home games. I always just say, mm. you know, you know, are you happy with your season and stuff like that, and just see what other other teams' fans think of their season. At the start of the season, they said, you know, we're never staying up. The the mm. owners are words that I don't want to use, but yeah. <laughs> basically, it, that... it is before the watershed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going to say, you know, people joke about Wikipedia. Uh, and it not actually sort of being sort of maybe completely truthful all the time. And and that here's just the case in point, because like you say, John Sheridan did manage Newport uh, County, and they've actually, and this is where you say, I think, you know, Wikipedia sometimes do get it wrong, that they're actually saying that Newport County are a professional football club. I didn't know they were professional. <laughs> well, there you go. Terrible. That that was like the charity one with Ronaldo, which I uh, <laughs> quite clearly, Chris. But uh, yeah, that, that's 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 one that's one nil to me. Uh, don't forget, we did beat you in the FA Cup. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Um, it, Chris, you 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 made this point here about Premier League clubs, and it's a good point. 
can you re bring that up towards the end of the show and then we can cover that generally uh, as an overall look at the uh, Leagues One and League Two? Um, you mentioned there you think it'll be Stevenage Barrow. I mean, I've taken that up there to, to 18th. And if we sort of, I think if he goes sort of above 18th, Carlisle a 17th. There you go, Chris. Got a mess, got, got, got a mention. Um, but they look safe on count on 43. Um, and, and they've well, had a good run, actually. They've won yes. for the last five. So it looks like they're probably going to be safe. So to me, it's sort of orient and down. Um, yeah. You see you see that it's Barrow or Stevenage, do you? Yeah, I just think Colchester... Some Colchester always seemed to get out of it last season. They looked very poor. They looked at times like they were going to go down and, and they just picked up form around the 39-40th game in the last few games and, and just hopefully they don't when they play us, but uh, just seem to, you know, go through the rest of the season. It seems like they only wake up um, around this time of the season. I think Rochdale, again, look good and Leighton Orient seem to love scoring goals, even though, um, you know, they're down there. I think Leighton Orient's problem is is these late minute goal, last minute goals that they concede. I think it was Carlisle. They went one mm-hmm. up against Carlisle. I think Carlisle, either equalised or or it was nil-nil and they won one-nil. But I know Carlisle won it very late against uh, Leighton Orient. I remember when we played them, they were 2-1 up. We scored in like the 88th minute to get a point off them. So it's I think Leighton Orient, if they could, you know, stay clicked on for the rest, you know, for the entire 90 minutes, they would be, I know it's bold, but probably pushing towards the playoffs and, I did predict them at the start of the season to be in the the playoff places because I know they're a team that are drilled well. I know Joby McEnough is is um, is very good uh, for them, and you know it's just not worked out really. But I think they will, like I said, anyone from Colchester up, I think, uh, are safe. But don't get me wrong; anyone can get dragged into it. I mean, you know, you you look at Rochdale, um, obviously not that far from, from Oldham. And again, they're another team that they, they, they've, they've had good times recently. I think they actually got got out of League Two for probably like the first time, not not you know recently. But they're, they're just not consistent enough, are they? They came down from League One last season, um, and and the thing with Rochdale is that when they get to League One, they'll stay there for a while, but they won't. A bit like Gillingham in League One, which we'll we'll focus mm. on later on, but. They, they don't really seem to have an ambition to push on, get promoted to the championship or, you know, they, it just seems like they're content with League One. Um, and that's, you know, sort of, yeah, that's a massive point. But I, I think mm. he, is, he is an awful manager personally, James. But, um, but yeah, they seem to be content with, with League One. And when they get relegated, it's not so much as, oh, my God, we got relegated because they don't seem to want to push on, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes, yeah. So for you, yeah, I think we've got to agree there. Scunthorpe are down, definitely. But you think Oldham, I mean, they're only three points and they have got that game in hand. But like you say, they're playing that tonight, aren't they? But Yeah, against Sutton, that is, yeah. yeah against Sutton, yeah. Uh, I mean, Barrow, again, it's, 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 a, it's a new name. And Stevenage, you know, they're not sort of, they've, they've come up from the, uh, the, the non-league era. So, um it's, it's again. It's nice to see these teams um, do it. You're not a fan of Phil Brown, then? No, I I think it's the wrong appointment from Barrow. I think he's a he's a decent manager, but when you're 
towards you know you know trying to stay in the league, which Barrow are. And and if Oldham were to win tonight, they're only uh, six points behind them, I believe. Uh, no, three yeah. points behind them. Um, played the same amount of games, so I, I would personally be looking a lot more sort of um, wider in their in their approach. Um, mm. And the manager they had actually was doing an all right job. An all right job. Barrow are not a team that are you know meant to be up there. They're, they're on a shoestring budget. They they haven't got a big fan base. Carlo, uh, Carlo, I went there the other day, and Chris showed me a picture of the away end, and it it looks pretty horrific. You can't even see the pitch hardly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I think that's the wrong appointment at the wrong time for for Barrow. Well, we, we time will tell. Time will tell. I now, so. more exciting for you though is this. Yes. Um, we'll look at the contenders in the minute, but um, for, again, Forest Green not so long ago were were you know in the non-league uh, pyramid. Uh, Exeter, they've been down and come back up. Northampton always seem you know again up and down a bit. Um, do you think that those three have got it nailed on, or do you think, and obviously you're going to say Newport here, but any of the chasing pack there, Swindon, Newport, Tramway, Bristol Rovers, they're all in the playoffs. Who do you think Who do you think is going to go up, first of all? Um, Forest Green actually won last night, so they're now eight points clear of uh, um, It's I think... Forest Green. Don't teach me to do these slides early, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. They, they, I think Forest Green are, are definitely going to go up. Um, I think whether it is champions, uh, look, they're, they're eight points clear now of, of Exeter. I, I, I'd imagine they would go up um, as champions. Uh, Forest Green's ambition was to to go for the leagues, a bit like Salford, um, by by putting money into it. I'm not, you know against that because if it was Newport and we was pumping money into it to get promoted I'd be like look at us go sort of thing it's a bit like yeah. Newcastle in the Premier League isn't yeah. it teams yeah. down there are annoyed that Newcastle are doing it but you know if you've got the money you're not going to say no let, let's let's stick to regulations let's let's abide by the the rest of the the teams down there no you, you yeah. know the, the aim you is go for it of yeah, course the aim of football yeah. is to be competitive so I think Forest Green will go up I'm not going to say as champions but they will go up um, I really like the look of Bristol Rovers. Um, I really do like the look of Bristol Rovers. We beat them, you know, a, a couple of weeks back, but that's a derby. So, you know, anything can happen in that, the, the seven-side derby. Um, so I, my three, personally, from uh, looking at it as, you know, you've got to take a lot of things into into consideration. Mm. We've still got to play um, Exeter. We've still got to play Swindon. We've still got to play Sutton and Port Vale. Uh, teams all around there. So I'd probably go Forest Green. Got to say, Avenue was a prediction. I'll say Forest Green to win the league. I'm going to say Bristol Rovers to finish second because I don't think Exeter and Northampton have the 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 bottle because it's going to get, look at the points, it's so tight. It's going to get mm. gritty and gritty. You're going to have to fight, um, you know, for every single game. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go Newport third. Yeah, I mean, looking at that, and good evening, and how the how the devil are you? Um, I hope it's safe and that you've uh, kept everybody under control today. He knows what I mean. Um, I mean, the informed team there is Bristol Rovers. They've won the last four. Um, Forest Green aren't showing that good form. Drawn, drawn, lost, drawn, won. Uh, 
Newport County, and you know, you lost at the weekend, and I know you weren't too happy about that, and I'm not mentioning it for that point. But up until that point, you know, you'd been on a good, good run yourself, drawn one, 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 um, and like I said, Paul, you know, it's. It's like everybody, nobody wants to sort of take the ball by the horns and, and go for it. They seem to get in a good position and then they'll lose a couple of games. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm more annoyed and, and upset about Friday night because it was um, it was the sort of situation where, um, and yeah, I do agree with that, Chris. They do have, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, they do. They certainly do, yeah. Um, but the, the, the annoying thing about Friday, more for me, is the fact that, you know, we were playing on the Friday night. It was sort of, right, we're playing first. It's like a half-12 kickoff in the Premier League, isn't it? It's yeah. like, like, we're on first, get our win, and then say to the teams around us, go on then, you know, you've got to capitalise yeah. on that. And and the the way in which we lost that was was more... It, it, yes, I was angry during the game and, and for, for a long, long while after <laughs> But I, I've seen, I've watched the highlights back, and I've I've, I've looked at sort of the, the stats, and it was just Hartlepool did play well, uh, and you, and you mm-hmm. get games like that where all three goals were were on a certain individual, which I'm annoyed about. But to have that initiative to to play before everyone else, put a bit of pressure on on teams around us, and and we just failed. And I know mm-hmm. teams are, and teams and fans are saying there goes Newport bottling it again, but. I think the last two years that we've that we looked in a good position to get automatic promotion dropped into the playoffs. I think the team's better now, and, and Telford hasn't scored in five. So I mean, you know, considering we're on decent form without you know Dom Telford haven't scored in our last five. If he can you know kick on for the for the last mm. eight games of the season, we could be up there. I mean, uh, James, second team there I've just put up before. His second team is Tranmere. I mean, I can remember uh, being, well, it's the old Wembley, so this is how far back I'm going to go. In fact, it was the last League Cup final at the old Wembley, I think it was 1999, and Leicester were playing Tranmere. Yeah, yeah. Two giants of the game there, weren't they? <laughs> but uh, um, we uh, we beat them 2-1. They put up a very good fight. Um, they, they, they went 1-0 down. Uh, an ex-Leicester player actually scored against us and then Matt Elliott got uh, his second and we won it. And, you know, it's a shame to see teams like that because I think it was John Aldridge who was manager at the time and, you know, they were so close to achieving something and it just never quite happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then Bristol... Bristol Rovers are always sort of like the, the, the bridesmaid to Bristol City's bride, aren't they? Yeah, um, Bristol Rovers at the start of the season. Um, there's there's another team in League One that I'm going to sort of relate this to. Uh, Bristol Rovers signed a load of players in the summer, um, and and everyone in League Two said this is going to be an issue. They signed a lot of players. I think it was like twelve, thirteen signings in the summer. Which League One and League Two that does happen a lot. You you see ten like you know we've got uh, mm. our current situation if. All if we let all the contracts run down, we've got ten players for next season. So um, it, it just shows that the quick turnaround in um, in League One and League Two teams and below that that you can have a whole new squad next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they brought all those players in, I was like, right, I'm a bit sort of um, nervy whether whether they might really struggle. 
Joey Barton has done a, a fantastic job there. I know a lot of people hate him, me included. But they, they have found form at the right time. And Chris has always said this to me, and I, I will shout him out for this, but he always says, you know, the, the team that will get automatic promotion is the team that picks up from around Matt, start a match mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the season because they've got the momentum. And if they, you know, miss out on the automatics and drop into the playoffs, they will be the team that will will win the playoffs because they've got all the the confidence. Yes, yeah. I mean, James, thank you very much. You've made me feel really old now. Um, <laughs> my dad watched that cup final. Thanks, James. Um, <laughs> you didn't have to say it quite like that. Um, yeah, James has done an excellent job. It, it wasn't yeah. good at the time, but he's done a fantastic job at Newport. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oops, hang on, where have we gone here? There we go. Um, League two contenders. So these are just outside the top um, top seven. I mean, the bottom of the seventh, or in seventh place, the last playoff position is Swindon with 61. And that you see, then got there's quite a few teams close by that, uh, as you can see there. Uh, Port Vale 59, Sutton 58. Mansfield have got the games in hand. Um but they have lost the last two. Salford are there, Hartlepool, like you've just said, and Crawley. Do you see any of those sneaking into the playoffs? The obvious one and, and the one that everyone's going to say is Mansfield because they've got um, sort of three games in hand, but they have lost the last two, like you you just mentioned there, and and they have got a, a tricky-ish running, I believe. I, I can't quite remember. It's, it's so hard to try and remember everyone's running, but... I yeah. think they have got um, quite a couple of, of tricky games coming up. And we've actually got three of those sort of teams in the remainder of the season. This is what I mean. We've got um, you know, we've got those three, plus we've got um, obviously Swindon and, and Sutton, to, uh, Swindon and uh, Exeter to come. So, you know, out of the, the top 13, we've got uh, five of them to play in our last eight games, which is difficult. It's going to be a difficult run in for us. But you look at the teams like Sutton and Port Vale, uh, well, not so much Port Vale, but I think Sutton have massively overachieved this season. Um, mm. And I think they there might be a drop-off from Sutton. Um, and this, I, I, as a neutral, if we get top three, then I want Sutton to, to get in the playoffs and win it because what a story that is. They, you know, playing an AstroTurf pitch uh, last season. And, and not just that, mm. um, I don't know if you guys remember, but they did um, play Arsenal in the FA Cup not so long ago with that famous Wayne Shaw incident. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be unbelievable to see Sutton in the League One. Um, but from that, I would probably say Mansfield um, take Tramia's place in the playoffs. I think Tramia fall out of the playoffs personally. I know that's going to upset James. Sorry, mate. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see the... I, I see. I just see some... It always happens in League, in league Two. You always get a team that... I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's anyone you know further down from that. You know, mm. um, our ex-manager um, and legend Mike Flynn is is at Walsall and they're on, you know, 47 points. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go and win like four or five games in a row and, and get themselves up there. You always see it. One team will, you know, just last yeah. five Come games. from nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Salford, is that the team that's owned by um, yeah. the ex-Man United players? That's United too. Chris yeah. will love you, love you talking about this because... Uh, a lot of League Two fans absolutely can't stand them uh, because of the money situation. But again, you know, what's the point when 
we would like it if it was on the. Uh, well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. and you know, everybody's going mad about where where Newcastle's owners are getting the money from, etc. And that's politics, and don't get involved in politics, as they say. Uh, but then again, if it was your club, you wouldn't be complaining, you know. But. Yeah, um, do, do they do they splash the cash? I mean, you know, obviously the the, the rich guys there, the class of ninety, but do they actually splash the cash around? Yeah, it was the first uh, one million. I think it was one million pound they spent on. Um, they spent on a player. I think it was Adam Rooney um, of Aberdeen. They brought in, um, and some of the players they've had there in the last few seasons. They had Darren Gibson. I don't know if you remember him from Man United. Man United, had, yeah. Um, James Wilson, the Man United striker, as well. Um, I'm trying to think of some other players they've had there. That the money they've they've spent is ridiculous, and and the reward is very little, which is uh, which is always pleasing to see. But yeah, they they do spend a lot of money, and it's not an understatement. Yeah. They they throw contracts around at people. They sack loads of of managers, which I think got look. If you, I've always said this about Salford when they came into the league. Um, and they were doing this in the National League as well. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't just League Two. They've been doing this since the, the Class of 92 came in. Uh, if you've got the money, you need to have a structure. And they've just basically, like Newcastle have a structure, don't they? But Salford are just like, right, we'll just throw money at it. It's League Two. If you throw enough at it, some will stick sort of. Sort yeah. of. But it's just not worked for them. And, and I think... They, they will get promoted eventually. I think Forest Green for the last couple of seasons have been flirting with, with promotion um, and now they probably will finally get it. And I think that'll be the same for Salford. Not this year, but in a couple of years, they, yes. they will definitely get promoted. Good evening, Miss Molina. How the devil are you? Hope you're well. Um, having a good season there with Arsenal. Um, we're going to go up a division and we're going to be talking about, well, where Mike hopes to be next season uh league one and we'll be doing that uh straight after this Yeah, if you are watching on uh, youtube please click on that subscribe button and give us a follow and smash the likes It would be very, very much said here. Salford went into League Two, already thinking about League One, which was disrespectful. Mm, yeah. Uh, Anthony says Tranmere, Northampton, Forest Green will get promoted. I d- actually, I mean, I do. I don't. I say I don't follow the divisions at all, but I do like to see where some of these teams are and who's going up and who's going down. Um, but talking about going down, you know, you, you, you'd even you could even think I'd I'd, I'd prep this, wouldn't you? You know, just. Flows so nicely, flows so nicely. John Wayne, good evening. How how are you? Hope you're well. Um, looking at the bottom of League One, I say these are teams that obviously you're hoping to to replace uh, uh, next season. Crew uh, at the bottom there, uh, five points adrift. Doncaster, you know, I can remember playing them um, at, the, the, at the King Power before we got promoted in the Championship. Morecambe, you know, and Wimbledon. Um, but when you look at sort of just who's above there, it, it, it's again, I think Lincoln are safe. I've included them in there because I think at sort of um, eight points clear, unless they sort of press the destruct button, self destruct button, I think Lincoln should be safe. But yeah. from Fleetwood down, it's anybody really, isn't it? 
Yeah, there's there's one team I desperately want to get relegated, and that's Morecambe for absolutely robbing us in the playoff final last year. But um, Chris is probably typing as we let it speak, go, let it uh, go. <laughs> I was just Chris, Chris is probably typing as we speak, saying there goes Mike talk about Morecambe again. But obviously, <laughs> for, for that reason, I desperately want them to go down. Fair point. Fair point. Well, I, I think see a lot of people would say Crew are done, but I don't know because they they just seem like. I've said I've said this all season about crew. You you're just waiting for for it to happen for the sort of mm. the switch on to happen, um, and and every week that's gone by, it's like surely next week, you know, surely the week after. But they just seem to go in further and further away. Nine points adrift now. Um, I I think they're gone. Uh, I think the one team that are going to stay up is Wimbledon. Uh, I don't know how many years they, they, they're doing this. This is like Sunderland in the Premier League. They, they just keep mm-hmm. managing to stay up um, every single year when you expect them to go down. Uh, Fleetwood, again, have been awful this season. Gillingham. Um, but yeah, I I actually think it's the bottom three and then I'd switch Wimbledon with either Fleetwood or Gillingham. It's just who can sort of gain some sort of form. Obviously, it's not going to be grain-breaking yeah. form, but who can just... Well, they're level on points, aren't they? And it's yeah. basically whether people can concede less <laughs> with that massive goal different swing. I mean, there is. Again, you know, when it gets to the sort of the, the nitty-gritty of the last few games, that, that those goal differences can be worth worth points to to the opposition. You know, I mean, it's it's almost double what Fleetwoods is. Um not quite as bad as Doncaster, though. <laughs> That's bad. I mean, I remember, I remember going up with crew. 70, 73 goals this season, but that's not even the the worst. The worst is Morecambe is seventy nine. Sorry, Morecambe. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, he hasn't mentioned the playoff yet, but he is saying Morecambe are Carlisle rivals. So mm-hmm. I hope more can go down as well. We'll probably go down for different reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're obviously popular on this show, or Morecambe. Um, no, I mean, I grew up when crew, um, not not as sort of nice a story as it used to be, but you know, they were the ones that they would supply everybody with players that had a good youth system. Uh, yeah. Robbie Savage came from Crew. No, that's a good thing or not, I don't know. Um, I thought you said the good uh, youth academy. <laughs> yeah, well, he was he was all right. I like I like Savage. I, I, I have a he just he just make me giggle. Um, Wimbledon to me are. I mean, I, I love that story. You know, I mean, you know, they came in, they got bored. I mean, they managed. They won the FA Cup for God's sake against Liverpool. You know, they yeah. they got themselves into the top flight. And they stayed there for quite a few seasons. Um, I mean, we beat them in 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 uh, what was then whatever cup it was. It's the League Cup, but whatever it was called at the time. We beat them o- over two legs to get to the final and, and win it for the first time. And the fact that they then, I say, that they they drop through the divisions, and that can happen to some teams. Can't they? You know, they they drop a division, and you mentioned it earlier, and I forget which team it was now, but. You know, you drop once, you can drop, you know, two or three. It's going for it, yeah. Could, could do a, a, a double or triple relegation. We've seen yeah. teams do it. They have, yeah. Like you say, we've seen teams do it. But I think then for Wimbledon to sort of, you know, they get taken over, they get moved um, to Milton Keynes. And, you know, whether you argue that save the club or not, you know, clubs aren't, when, it's not like America where you buy the franchise. Clubs are part of the local area. Now, it was great to see Wimbledon come back up. 
and it was great to see them get back into the you know into the into the leagues. But uh, I'd like them to stay up just for that personally. To be honest with you, um, yeah. And somebody else doesn't like Morecambe here. Anthony says Crew, Morecambe, and Gillingham will go down. All um, do Anthony. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, no, I was just replying to Anthony saying, four do go down. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say. I was just about to say, and who's the other one? Yeah. Anthony, you know, but, yeah, I think, like you say, I think, I think Lincoln are safe unless, as I say, something silly happens. Um, going top now, um, where are we doing? Have I... League One promotion. I've loaded the wrong thing up, haven't I? As you can see there. So we're going to have to talk about it without the slide, but I'm sure we will do. The top of League One. Um, Rotherham United. For those that know uh, my, my channel and see me with um, uh, uh, ex-players on there, that one of them is a big fan of Rotherham United. Um but again, their form's been a bit iffy. Uh, they've got 80 points there. Uh, Wigan a second with 79. Uh, if I was Rotherham, I'd actually be worried because, you know, the aforementioned Milton Keynes Dons um, and Plymouth they're, and, and, and Wigan, they're all on good form. And Rotherham have got to be looking over their shoulders. Rotherham for me, I've, I've always been this team. Uh, everyone in, in the lower league says the Rotherham-Barnsley um, sort of change. Rotherham get promoted from League One, Barnsley come down from the Championship, and then the next season it's the other way round. Rotherham, yeah. for me, will, will be will be fine. That They'll go up. It's it's getting boring to watch, really, that every two... It's a bit like Norwich, really. Every two <laughs> years, Norwich will get promoted. Uh, Norwich. Every two years, Rotherham will get promoted, and then the next year they'll they'll drop down to... <laughs> to League One and then go back yeah. into the Championship. It is annoying to watch, but you know, as a, as a fan, you you must be have a, a, a wailing of a time. You never get a, a dead rubber season. You're either getting promoted in in joy or or relegated in in uh, in yeah. sadness. Wigan again, Wigan Wigan look really good this year. Last season they struggled massively, um, lost a lot of their key players, and it just shows how, how quick a team can rebuild. Um, I think you've mentioned it before about about Ferguson, how he kept the team, you know, fresh, and and Wigan have done that to a very high degree. Um, so I would probably just say the top two as it is now. I know MK Dons are on form, but Wigan have got two games in hand on them, plus three points. So you win them, you're nine points above them, and it's it's a hard ask. I know they're only four points behind Rotherham. But I think it'll be uh, Rotherham and Wigan. And Plymouth are actually playing tonight as well in their game in hand. So if they oh, win yeah. that, they do go two points behind MK Dons. So, yeah, I would go Rotherham-Wigan for me in terms of uh, automatic promotion. I actually think Wigan might win the league just because of... I really like the way the way they play. It's it's um, and, and it, it reminds me of... Um, of Southampton in the, I'm, I'm trying to keep bringing it to, to Premier League comparison comparisons so people that are not aware of these leagues will will sort of see where I'm coming from. They every year we're going to have had players that have come through their academy or they buy cheap and then sell big. The recent ones, Jamal Lowe, Kiefer Moore, they've they've brought in and then they've sold to, to Championship teams like um, Jamal Lowe to, to Swansea, Kiefer Moore to, to that scum down the road. Um, and, 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 uh, and don't be biased. Don't be biased. Come out and say it. <laughs> nah, 
Um, right, I need the bleach. Uh, but no, um, yeah, they, they they still do well to sell their biggest assets and then still manage to sort of rebuild a new team, sell them, rebuild a new team, and and that's why I really do like Wigan. I, I think they're a um, they're a team that I I do admire. Um, and I kind of want them to get out of the league because if we do get promoted, I uh, I don't really want to be going up to Wigan because I think we could be given a bit of a, a bit of a hiding from them. I mean, are Wigan still owned by Dave Whelan or is he no longer with us? Um, I don't think they are. I think they've got a different because I remember they were having some ownership problems, I believe. Um, so I'm presuming that's not Dave Whelan because um, you know obviously he was a yeah a very very. Um, sort of honest man and, and he would never put a, a team through um ownership problems. So I do believe it is someone else. I'm someone could probably uh correct it in the chat of course, but I don't I don't think he, he's still there. Uh I, I mean I can remember Wigan, you know, for for a long time. Again, top flight team. Well they won the FA Cup, didn't they? That yeah you know, they they got relegated. Um so it it's a difficult one in terms of the playoffs because um, I think there's there's a lot of teams that are chasing the playoffs. I mean, look at Sunderland. They've, they've got the league's top scorer in Ross Stewart, who's been absolutely fantastic this season. I think he's on like 22, or, yeah, 22 goals, two assists. Um, you know, he's been fantastic for them this year. Without his goals, I, I don't think Sunderland would be up there. Um, Oxford, you know, 74 goals this season is absolutely ridiculous. They've They've been by far the, the best scorers. I think they beat someone 5 0 the other day. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Rotherham and Wigan. And then I, you know, <laughs> try, try, and, try and predict the playoff winners because I can't. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, Oxford, they flirted with it for a few years, haven't they? Yeah. Um, they gave Man uh, City a really good go in the Carabao Cup quarterfinals. Not so long ago, I think it, I can't remember the scoreline, so I'm not even going to try and say it. But, no. um, but yeah, the, the scoring power of Oxford is absolutely ridiculous. They they've got goals from from all over the pitch. Um, obviously, Matty Taylor is 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 a is a class striker. Um, well, not class, but for this level, is is unbelievable, and he will bag you a lot of goals over a season. You've got a fancy probably Oxford or, or I fancy Sheffield Wednesday as as an outside, as you. Pr- we're within the magic of that, but uh, yeah. I, I actually fancy Sheffield Wednesday as, as that team to, uh, we've already said it, haven't we? A team surges through. I could see that being um, the, the better team from Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> yes. That now. <laughs> James agrees with you, as so does uh, Chris. Rotherham love yo-yos. I uh, like yo-yos. Rotherham are like Norwich, says James. Uh, we're going to have got the squad and should be getting yeah, up, we'll says team. Chris. Will Keane is playing for for Wigan and he's doing um, bits for them up front, the former Man United um, youngster. Uh, James thinks he'll be Rotherham and Wigan. Chris, um, Oxford or Plymouth to win playoffs. Um, Oxford don't have a good good, uh, history with playoffs, do they? Um, No, no. James, it's mad that teams like Portsmouth, Sunderland, Sheffield, Wednesday and Ipswich are in the third tier of English football. You go even well, lower than that, James. You've got yeah. Bradford, Swindon, Oldham in League Two, Notts County in non-league. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can remember Leicester being in the third tier, Man City being in the third tier, Wolf. you know, Leeds United. You know, there, for the grace of God, goes everybody. 
And I mean, I, I don't think I've ever done a graphic as quick as that, but <laughs> I managed to do a new graphic and get it up with the right end of the table onto the right header. Um, I want to talk Sunderland because they, they've got this young owner, haven't they? Yeah, uh, and, and I did mention about, about Ross Stewart. Um, you know, 22 goals in, in a league where you need to you need a goal scorer and, and Carlisle in in taking it away from League One a second. Chris has said all season if Carlisle had a, had a proper goal scorer up front, we're, we're lucky to have one in in Dom Telford. You need one in these levels because mm. yes, you know you can have you know goals coming from everywhere, which is good. You want to see your midfielders scoring, the odd you know centre back popping up with a goal and stuff, but you need a focal point. You need someone to rely on nine games out of 10 that will put in a you know performance that is worthy of getting promoted. And Sunderland mm. have got that in Ross Stewart and you do need it. And I think that could push them. And like you said, what a future if if they do get promoted with the, the young ownership of the club. Yeah. And I just can't believe that, that Ross Stewart's career has gone so badly now that he's not selling records and he's having to play football at his age. But, you know, <laughs> there we go. Um, wow, it's, a, it's an old joke, but I'm an old man. Um, these are the contenders. Um, again, I think Cheltenham and Accrington, I think, are out of it. They're too, they're too far behind. Uh, but Bolton, Upwards, I mean, there's another big team. You know, Bolton that were, were in the Premier League, uh, knocking on Europe's door uh, in in the in their past recent past race, really. Um, I mean, you look at that. I mean, look at that. From these are contenders that might get into the playoffs: Bolton, Portsmouth, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I'm not talking about Wickham because I don't like Wickham for the same reason that you don't like uh, Morecambe. They beat us in a in an FA Cup match, not unlike Newport. I don't think we ever ever done that, Chris, personally. But, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I did, actually, shush, shush, shush. But I mean, do you see any of those breaking into those into that those those four positions? I mean, you know, you've got. I mean, the, I mean, all right, Wednesday's got one game in hand. There's nobody there with a load of games in hand, but um, you know, they've only got the one point. Sunderland, they're not like I say on the best of form. And they haven't lost in five, but they've they've only won three of those. Um, and then behind them, Sheffield Wednesday won two of five, Wickham three of five, Ipswich two of five. It is it is very tight, isn't it? Yeah, I I've said it all season that the the team that sat in seventh um, at the moment were the team that were were going to get automatic promotion. Sheffield Wednesday, um, they they went and beat. Um, I think it was Cambridge 6-0 the other day. Um, and Cambridge, yes, I know that they're not up there in, in terms of the contenders, um, as, as this list is. But to go and batter someone 6-0, uh, Cambridge are 17th. So I know that they're down there, but still, to, to do that. And, and they've got Saido Berahino there, um, Barry Bannon, some of these names that you know have graced the Premier League uh, yeah. in, not too long ago. And I, I have said they've got Peacock Farrell as well in goal on them from Burnley, um, or it might be permanent, but from Burnley. And I think Sheffield Wednesday have, uh, are in a real good position. They've got the game in hand on Sunderland. Basically, if they win that, they're, you know, they've just got to win uh, seven games and then or do better than um, than Sunderland in seven yeah. games. And yeah. then they, they, they've, they've got it, really, haven't they? So, 
Um, they have. They have. They, um, they haven't got Sunderland. I, I, I had to check that to see if they have got Sunderland uh, towards the end of the season. <laughs> but no, they haven't. Uh, that, 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 I mean, like I say, again, it, it's really close. And I, I mean, you don't tend to get with the lower divisions like, you know, it looked for so long like Man City were going to win the Premier League. You know, you, you do get those battles down there. And I do, I do love it for that. Um, I'm going to, I did say I was going to come back to this question um, earlier. So let me just get rid of this. And it was one that Chris Welsh uh, mentioned. And I'm just going to try and find it now. Um, here we go. Premier League Premier League needs to take responsibility for the demise of these clubs like Oldham. When the Premier League first came, it's made the EFL worse for me. Would you agree with that? I mean, do they have to take the responsibility? Yeah, I, I'm I'm all in for this um this hashtag revamp the EFL in terms of um you know supporting not just grassroots football because you know look at some of the teams that we've lost unfortunately yes they're on the way back Plymouth have just scored against against Cheltenham as well so oh, wow. Um, wow. So, so you know that's a massive goal uh, in the promotion race but you know away from that um I think we've we've lost Berry we've lost Macclesfield mm-hmm. we were so close to losing Grimsby at one point um you know Bolton we nearly lost some of these teams that you know, historical teams that we've we lost or, or nearly lost due to, you know, money problems and bad ownership and the fact that the Premier League, obviously I'm going to take my Man United hat away from this right now, but, um, you know, the way the Premier League just sit there and, and just, you know, carry on like nothing has happened does feel like a kick in the teeth for an EFL fan. Um, and, and I must say there has to be some sort of, you know, following through of the money. You, you talk about um, the championship scene, the championship teams that come down from the Premier League come straight back up, and that's because of the, the parachute payments. Uh, you, you know, you don't get that in in League One to League Two. If you get relegated from League One, you know, you're by yourself basically. You you know, mm. if, if if you if you don't have money, you're you're ultimately screwed. Um, and I think that is an issue. Uh, but then again, is it really their responsibility? Is is the the devil's advocate approach? You could say. I know. I mean, I I, I will put my Premier League hat on here because you know I my team Leicester. Uh, you may have noticed um, that, that we've no. we've gone out of business. We've gone into administration. You mm. know, it was it was us going into administration and Neil Warnock complaining about it that brought in points deductions for teams that went into administration because we went into administration, didn't get a points deduction and came straight back up to, to the Premier League, which, you know, you could argue isn't right. Uh, but it's how it was at the time. But, it, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's like, should, you know, Boots is a big conglomerate, so should they help out the little corner shop, you know, the, the chemist or... You know, it's business at the end of the day, and football is a business now. And the fact of the matter is that really, to me, I think it's down to the EFL. And like I say, I have been there and I feel the pain. My team went out of business once, nearly went out of business twice. You know, even as a lower league team, we got investment in, and it was then Milan Mandrich, and he sold to the to King Power Group, and we know where that has led us. You know, so a lot of these purchasers, once you get past the, the, the Chelsea bidding and all that, you know, they're, they're likely to go for a club maybe that's further down and, and build them up. 
because uh, it'll be cheaper than than sort of paying millions and billions for a, a Premier League club. But I just think a lot of the time it's down to these clubs. You know, they don't necessarily. I mean, we know we, we've all seen bad owners that have come in. You know, and Leighton Orient and, and Berries, and you know where they do come in and sort of rip the clubs off. But surely that's down to the EFL. You know, to, to I was yeah. Yeah, when when Barry's owner came in, he's an absolute disgrace. Um, I can't quite remember his name, but he was an absolute idiot, is is what we'll say. Um, but the EFL should have blocked that buy or blocked that purchase yeah. on Barry. You, you've got to look at you know sort of the back catalogue. You've got to look at where those team or where those ownership groups or ownership families have come from, what their backstory mm. is, what they have done in previous roles and previous jobs. Uh, and you've got to take that into account and, and how they've let Barry, Macclesfield, um, Old, uh, Oldham, Bolton mm. and all that just plummet. Even, and there's another team that, that you may have uh, remembered at the, you know, quite high level, Safe End. They're towards the, yeah. the bottom of, of the non-league now and it's not non-league, bottom of National League, sorry. Um, and it's just bad that they've just let these teams drop and, and Scott made a good point about, um, you know, there, there are gems in the EFL because there are. Yes. Oh, don't, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, we, we we benefit from that. Jamie Vardy, like he said, James Justin, all coming from non-Premier League teams um, and getting on with us. You know, we've, we've, we've always taken advantage of that. But... Like I say, you know, I mean, I, I, I actually, and I can't really name name companies, but I worked for a financial institution that was forced. If a, if a, if another financial institution went out of business, one of the big so-called five or six would have to take them over to protect the client's money. They didn't have any say in it. The FSA, Financial Services Association, would come in and go, "You've got to take this company over," and. It's like well, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? It's why why should they have to deal with it? And yeah, you know, you 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 could argue that that you know there's a lot of money going around in the Premier League, but you know, it's the nature of the beast. It's it's evolution. It's how it's grown. And I know ITV. I think have just signed a deal for um, leagues one. The league, the championship, league one and league two to cover it from next season. So it's coming off Quest and going on to ITV. Yeah, whether that's a good, yeah. whether that's a good thing or not after ITV Digital all those years ago, I don't know. But well, yeah, anything's better than Quest. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. The coverage this on is that true. is awful. But I mean, you look at, you know, you you look at, um, you know, Leicester and. You know, we 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 can't compete with the bigger boys. You know, it is it is sort of a pecking order as you go as you go down, and there are so many ways that the EFL could help clubs out. I mean, it happened before and it was changed, but why not have a League Two North and South? Oh God! <laughs> no, no, I, but yeah. I'm saying, you know, I mean. I mean, we joke now about, you know, Chelsea requesting to, you know, share a coach with Man City, whoever it was, because they're both playing in Madrid. Yeah, club. To play a plane, wasn't it? Because they're both going to Madrid. Yeah. Like yeah. And I know it's a joke with, with, with Chelsea because of the situations, you know, the, the say the bigger you are, the further you fall. But surely, um, and, I, I, you know, if Newport were in the same league as 
well, you possibly are, of, uh, say, Bristol Rovers. Yeah. That's a local derby for you. That's yeah. not exactly a long trip. You're there and back in a day. Um, would you not sooner have those sorts of games than the Carlisle Uniteds, who are sort of way up and sort of the other end of the earth sort of thing? Yeah, um, well, it'd be better for uh, for travel, wouldn't uh, for expenses? But it's uh, exactly, it's better for expenses, and you you know you coach higher and the petrol and all that, um, which the clubs have to pay for. Yeah, I just I'm not saying it's ideal, um, but you're still getting the same. You know, you could have instead of you know three leagues of twenty four. You know, these other countries around around the world don't have these huge leagues. You know, they have got leagues of you know, look at, I know Scotland's a different thing, but, you know, they've got sort of divisions of 10, of 12. And, you know, if, if one season, because of the way it works out, you've got a, a league of 13, so what? You know, you, you still fit these games in. Uh, yeah. There'd be less games needing to be played necessarily, um, which would be better for the clubs, as in, again, expenses. I just feel there's, there are things that the EFL can do to help themselves. And I think when, like you say, with Rick Parry coming in and from oh. day one saying, right, well, we're going to get this sorted by getting money off the off the Premier League. I mean, you know, it's a defeatist attitude from the start. You've got to have a decent plan to save your business. Well, any any organisation needs to have a structure and a way of, of attacking a structure. And I think as soon as he said that, it was basically like, well, we've got no structure. We're just going to hope that, you know, teams... Around us can can basically drop us the the leftovers sort of thing, and it it always reminds me of of basically you know what what I've just said. We we'll we'll try our best, but as long as we're getting stuff fed in from ever, everyone else, it doesn't matter because we don't have to do anything sort of thing. But mm. I can see a pro and con to that idea that you that you did um, bring up about a, a league north and south because it was discussed in the summer. When um, I was, I, I can't remember why it was, but it was just some madness over Twitter for um, a couple of weeks in the in the summer about potential. Um, uh, instead of so it'd be Premier League Championship, and then uh, it was like EFL North and Safe or something. So League One and League Two mm-hmm. would be the the twenty four most Southern teams and the twenty mo- twenty four most Northern teams would be in those divisions but then it does it wouldn't make sense because like you said if a team got promoted or relegated and there's more on there's more southern teams than northern teams teams would get annoyed saying well we're not we're less southern than them and it it, it would cause all sorts of um thing in that aspect but financially it would be absolutely yeah, maybe not in the championship that may be sort of too much but reduce the championship maybe to 20 teams and then, like I say, it doesn't matter having an odd number of, of teams in because you just play an extra game on a Wednesday or whatever. So yeah. it's easy to work around that. But certainly, I think from sort of, you know, League One down, for me, it's just a way, like you say, of of of, sa- of saving money, really, you know. And um, yeah. uh, we, Chris says we've seen worse ideas. Thank you, Chris. The check's in the post. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably the fact that I'm old enough and I don't necessarily remember it when it was sort of the, the old fourth fourth division north and fourth division south but I just think you know we have to move with the times and we have to accept that changes need to be made um, 
I'm just going to say that this we're going to end this uh, very, 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 very shortly. But uh, I'm back at nine o'clock. If you want to see more of this, so move on <laughs> to. to... <laughs> <laughs> if there is any kind of say, as a disclaimer, if there is anybody watching that is called Foot Leg Boat, I apologise <laughs> for laughing at your name. Please forgive me, but just, just that's just for the solicitors. I'm just going to say that for the uh, solicitors. Foot Leg Boat, eh? Uh, I bet he, I bet he's been around a few of the uh, lower league clubs in his time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just about to say, we, you know, we've, we're losing a lot of players at the end of the season, potentially with contracts. I might have to uh, see how Footleg Boat is doing recently. To see. <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, as soon as I, because I, I love those type of quizzes where they have emojis to, to make a name. So as soon as I seen it was Tony Cruz, I was like, right, let, let's see, let's see what they come up with. It, it, it's it's when when you're actually having to do the question, it's a lot harder. And uh, yeah. for anybody anybody that hasn't watched it, it's it's called the Big Fat Football Quiz Two. Although I'm in the process of renaming that, um, as you will see later. But it, it, and the Big Fat bit and the football quiz is is very tenuous link, to be honest with you. But it's a laugh. It is a laugh, and that's at nine o'clock. And the defending champion uh, Craig is being challenged by. Um, Rob from uh, West Ham Forge from Iron. Uh, and we're going to have to get yourself back on there because, of course, you weren't able to attend because you didn't know when Man United were playing. So it, you were you were double booked. At least ball. I know when Wales are playing, Chris. You don't say that again, sorry? I said, at least I know when Newport and Wales are playing, Chris. <laughs> well, this is true. This is true. Um, thanks a lot, Chris means a lot I just thought they do doing it different maybe we could look you know we could revisit this at the end of the season when we know sort of maybe a preview show towards the the next season as well potentially yeah yeah why, why not i mean you know we should uh i like the lower leagues it's, it's fun to sort of watch and see it's who's not, going up and who's not going yet as long as we're not in it <laughs> exactly exactly um uh in enjoy this discussion thank you very much sir mike you do a lot with me, so thank you very much for coming on today. Your knowledge of the lower leagues is um, second to none. Please, can I say the lower leagues? I don't mean that in a, in a detrimental yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it it's really what we say, yeah. yeah. But um, you also are a Man United fan, as well as Newport. I, I wish Newport lots and lots of luck for the rest of the season. Hope you get promoted, mate. Um, I don't wish the same for Man United. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you crash and burn. But uh, do and, and there are some links in the description on YouTube as to Mike's um, Twitter and his YouTube uh, accounts. But give a shout out where people can find you. Yeah, Mike Green on YouTube. Um, <sighs> terrible, Chris. I know a lot about darts. That's not the point, though. But hey. hey. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mike Green on YouTube. There will be a vlog out on Saturday for Bradford away. Really not looking forward to, to the travel of that. Hopefully the game will be good, but if if we lose that, it'll be really devastating to go all that way and, and lose. Yeah. But yeah, um, there will be a vlog out Saturday, so please make sure to chat that out. Mike Green on YouTube. Um, give us a like and a like. Give us a sub over there. That'll be much appreciated. And thanks to Chris for getting me on. And also, if you're into darts, yes, this is the man to tell us about your dart channel. Yeah, I don't, as I said many times, I don't see the point in it, but go ahead and uh, 
Well, we want to talk about your uh, your, your daily. Uh, I think it was the Daily Mail um, <laughs> that uh, that that you used to tell us about, or Daily Mirror. When uh, uh, well, we're not going to get into that. But I'm trying uh, to think now. You got me worried. I don't. Know. <laughs> I must have been drunk. I don't remember telling you anything. He's playing darts. Sorry. About the ladies playing darts. Oh, when yeah. I was playing darts against the nuns. Yeah. And I, and I turned up and I stood there at the hockey and I threw the first dart, treble 20. I thought, get in, get in. Threw the second dart, 20, 80. I'm in here, I'm in here. Threw the third dart, it hit the wire, bounced off, went straight between the eyes of one of the nuns as she collapsed on the floor. And the guy shouted, one nun dead and 80. I knew it was coming, but um, but yeah, um, that's your fault for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was my fault to be fair. Um, but you can also find that um, content on my channel as well um, on, um, on on the same channel. But I um, do a weekly podcast with Chris in the chat um, on a Tuesday, and then do watch longs for as many as the uh, as many of the tournaments as I can throughout the year. Brilliant. Brilliant. Go and get go and support Mike. Um, yeah, he is Welsh, but he's a good lad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And and he is in his prison cell, as you can see, so he doesn't need all the support. Any cards you can send him will be much appreciated. Just well, remember not to put them through. The problem is we, we, we have a choice. It's either the prison cell look or the Man United lampshade look. And, and I suppose this is the this is the better of the two. <laughs> oh, well, Go on. Well, I say you should do a double act with Dan. You know, you've got the lampshade, he's got the pajamas. Let's 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 not talk about double act because he might uh, he might bring his S Club Seven out. Oh God, no! Let's not go there, mate. Let's not go there, Mike. Thanks very much, mate. I'm going to have to shoot off because I say got the next show at nine. But thank you very much. I say great knowledge there. Be sure to get over and sub this guy, and uh, we will speak soon, no doubt. Yeah, thanks for getting me on. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming on, Mike. Appreciate it. Take care, bud. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thanks to Mike there. Great guy. Knows his stuff. Um, like I say, you can you can forgive him for being Welsh, but do take sympathy on him. Um, he's uh, When he's off screen, he, he does wear his Guantanamo orange clothes, but let's uh, <laughs> mention that. Thanks very much for watching. <laughs> I saw that, Mike. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening, if you're listening on the uh, podcasts. Hope you've enjoyed it. Been a little bit different, but it's nice to nice to talk uh, about general football rather than just our own team occasionally. Like I say, I'll be back at nine for the Big Fat Football Quiz 2, or keep calm and take a quiz, as we like to say. Uh, I'll see you then for the Leicester versus West Ham Challenge. Take care. See you in 50 minutes. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.